If you've been looking for a comprehensive Bible school curriculum that explores redemptive realities in Jesus Christ grounded in the Word of God, look no further. The goal of this podcast is to spread the life-transforming Word of God throughout the world for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry and to build up the body of Christ in what Jesus has accomplished for us through His death, burial, resurrection, and seating at the right hand of God the Father. There's such an untapped potential for Christians to enter into their glorious inheritance in Jesus Christ. Together we will discover what Jesus has done for us by providing such a great salvation and how to appropriate the promises of God in our lives. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 31, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Each podcast season will cover one of the books that I have compiled over the years. You can find a complete listing of my Christian education material on my website at www.wordinspire.com. You're welcome to download these ebooks for free in PDF format for your own personal or ministry use. So let's explore these biblical truths and principles together that will absolutely transform our lives. God bless. Welcome to the Gospel series, The Discourses of Jesus, Love Your Enemies, referenced in Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 to 48, Luke chapter 6, verse 32 to 36. The theme, unlike the world, God expects more from us because of God's grace. The context is the law of the new covenant of love versus the law of Moses and outward conformity. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. The God kind of love. Human nature says, if you're nice to me, I'll be nice to you. If you're mean to me, then I'll be mean to you. It's a tit-for-tat kind of thing. So along these same lines, is human nature to love your friends and to hate your enemies, since they are trying to hurt you. Galatians 5.15 In the world, there's a certain justification to hate your enemies and wish them ill will. However, this mentality is intrinsically self-centered, so it's all about how I am being treated. will determine how I'm going to treat you. It's very reactionary in nature. Natural human love quickly turns to hatred and bitterness if it doesn't get its way. Luke chapter 23, verse 39 to 43. There are three kinds of love in the Greek mentioned in the Bible. The first one is eros, known as erotic love, or strong feelings of romantic love between a couple. Phileo, 
a friendship kind of love between the same or different genders. Agapo, the God kind of love, the supernatural nature of God, unconditional love. In Leviticus 19.18, we see the command to love your neighbor as yourself. The hate your enemy part Jesus was referring to was an inference that the Jews made. So if we love the one, we can hate the other. While we were still enemies of God, Christ died for us. Romans chapter 5 verse 6 through 11, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 through 7, Colossians chapter 1 verse 21 to 22. So Jesus is simply telling us to do what God is already doing. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 11, 1 John chapter 2 verse 6. In reality, the problem is not with people anyway, but the devil motivating them to do evil. John 8:44, 2 Corinthians 4:4. 4, 4, Ephesians 6 verse 12, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 23 to 26, 1 John chapter 3 verse 8 through 10. The problem with hating people is that the Bible calls it murder. It's of the devil and not of God. 1 John chapter 3 verse 14. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life in him. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. One powerful aspect of being born again is having the love of God shed abroad in our hearts, according to Romans chapter 5, verse 5. It's not natural to love our enemies. It takes the supernatural love of God to do so. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The real test, if we are Christians or not, is how we love and treat others. John chapter 13, verse 34 to 35. True believers have the fruit of the Holy Spirit as their spiritual nature. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. Jesus suffered at the hands of wicked men and said, Father, forgive them. Luke 23, verse 34. When Stephen was being stoned to death, he asked the Lord to forgive them, in Acts chapter 7, verse 59 to 60. Good overcomes evil. John chapter 1, verse 5 in the Amplified. And the light shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it, put it out, or absorbed it, or appropriated it, and is unreceptive to it. Jesus provides a powerful antidote for the painful sting and wounds of personal offense when people reject us, are hateful, with hateful words, and in acting in ways that are ungodly. We are to pray for them. This is not an admission of defeat or being a coward when we are being wronged by others. Loving our enemies is not condoning, accepting their evil behavior and how they hurt us. We can hate the evil, but love the person at the same time, desiring to see them repent, change, and be blessed. Praying for our enemies does two things for us. First, it extends God's grace to help the other person repent and come to their senses. Second, it releases God's grace in our lives to heal the hurt and remove the pain. It's really an act of faith to forgive the offender and seek their good in spite of themselves. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 19 For it is commendable if a man bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because he is conscious of God. But how does it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. 
He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. We should actually feel sorry for our enemies, because generally speaking, hurt people hurt others. It becomes a vicious cycle of perpetually hurting. Hebrews 12.15 We need to be the ones who stop it. So let's be part of the solution and not the problem by handling conflict God's way by walking in love. When Saul, before he became the Apostle Paul, was persecuting the church, Jesus gave him an ultimatum, repent or die while on the road to Damascus. Acts chapter 9 verse 1 through 6, chapter 26 verse 14. The Lord knows how to deal with those who attack us. Acts chapter 12. God will give those folks an opportunity to repent or else. 2 Corinthians chapter 20 verse 1 through 11. Romans 2 verse 4. 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 3 through 13. Revelation chapter 2 verse 20 to 23. As the old saying goes, two wrongs don't make it right. When we refuse to take revenge and trust God, we become victorious. Romans chapter 12 verse 17 to 21. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 13 states, If a man pays back evil for good, evil will never leave his house. If we choose to walk in love, speak blessing over the person, refuse to gossip or agree with others to judge and criticize them, then God will honor and vindicate us. Proverbs 16 verse 7, When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies live at peace with him. Trials, tests, and temptations fall under this category of people persecuting and slandering us. What should our response be to this kind of treatment? Count it all joy and continue to do good. Hebrews 10 verse 32 to 39, James chapter 1 verse 2 through 4, 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 12 through 19. God gets no glory if we walk in the flesh and be carnal like the rest of the world. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 1 through 4. So we are called to a higher standard because of God's grace to respond in love. So are we going to get it right the first time? No, but we are never a failure unless we give up. God bless. I highly encourage you to continue listening to the Word of Life study series podcast and encourage your friends to tune in as well. The scriptures encourage us in Acts chapter 17 verse 11 to receive the message with great eagerness and to examine the scriptures every day in order to confirm the truth that you're hearing. God's word is our final authority for all matters that pertain to life and godliness. I'd like to close this episode by praying over you according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when God raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And in chapter 2, verse 6, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Be blessed and see you soon.